Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be skate. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig?
Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Great job numbers for the month of May. President Joe Biden touts those numbers. We'll tell you about it. Plus, we'll talk with the Black economists about what do they mean for African-Americans. You know, I cannot stand cowards. And there is no party more cowardly than the Republican Party. How is it that a Republican representing a suburb in Buffalo chooses to support the ban on assault weapons after 10 black people are gunned down in a supermarket, but because Republicans in New York are outraged by his position, he chooses not to run for re-election? I've got a few words about cowards like him. Phone lines are going to be open. You can share your thoughts with regards to gun, gun control or any other topic on today's show, plus our Education Matters segment. It is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best belief, he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. People said that the economy was slowing down. We're headed to recession. Yet the May job reports came out today, and it shows how we continue, continue to have an improving economy. Hmm. The tale of two stories. Unemployment rate has dropped to 3.6%. Of course, uh, that is a uh, drop from uh, last month. In addition to that, 390,000 jobs were added in the month of May. Uh, we also... Uh, see that uh, the unemployment rate among black and Hispanic women more than 20 over 20 years old though increased to 5.9 percent from four and 4.7 percent respectively up from 5 percent and 3.8 percent in April President Biden uh, uh, of course uh, there uh, for the weekend in Delaware spoke about today's report this morning the job market is the strongest has been since just after World War II We've got more evidence of that today. We learned in May the economy thousand new jobs, bringing the total since I took office to 8.7 million new jobs, an all-time record. We learned that more Americans entered the labor force in May. In fact, working-age people have come back into the workforce at a faster rate in this recovery than at any point in the last 40 years. That means that the unemployment rate is near historic lows. And the number of Americans on unemployment benefits has gone from record highs to record lows. With millions of Americans moving up to better jobs, 
with better pay. Dr. Patrick Mason, professor of economics at Florida State University, joins us right now. Doc, glad to have you on the show. So unpack these numbers for us uh, in terms of uh, the unemployment rate stayed the same, but obviously concerned about those numbers of black and Latino women. But you hear people keep saying the economy is awful, things are so bad. But the jobs report showing something totally different. Yeah, the job, I mean, I wouldn't say things are totally bad. In fact, compared to last year, this time, they're better. Compared to two years ago, they're much, much better. I mean, the unemployment rate for African Americans about a year ago was 9%. So we're down to 6.2% today. Um, now, that's better, but it's still not where I would like to see the numbers, especially for African Americans. I mean, a 6% unemployment rate is a recession-level number for white Americans. So I think we, we need to get the unemployment rate lower, and it's sort of bothersome to, to hear some discuss the issue of lowering inflation without worrying so much about what happens to unemployment. All right, let's talk about inflation, because people keep, keep bringing that up. And you've got the critics, Republicans, who are saying the Biden administration uh, is awful. They're the cause for inflation. Even you look at gas prices. But one of the things that happened was that last two years, Americans were not driving. We had a massive surplus of gasoline. So what happened? Folks stopped producing oil. Well, then all of a sudden, when it shifted, then there was a demand for gas. Now you have to ramp up production. So how in the hell can... Then, of course, you got Russia invading Ukraine. That has an impact as well uh, on the markets, correct? That is correct. Uh, you, you're doing a great... Uh, you'd be a great economist. Yeah, I mean, so people weren't driving as much. There was a lot of savings. A lot of the savings that people had from not driving, not spending. I mean, people were at home. So there's a huge amount of savings. A lot of that has gone into purchasing new houses. The home prices have gone up. People are starting to drive again. But as you say, production, uh, you know, you had the war going on, so gas prices shoot up. That's not unusual. I mean, gas prices go up and they come back down. Um, so, and, and we've had these bottlenecks in the supply chain, which, which are still there. We import a lot of things from China, from other places that are still having economic problems, so it's difficult getting some things. I mean, I, I go to stores, and a lot of things that I want to purchase, uh, I want to purchase an item, I was told it wouldn't be available to November. But when you have those kinds of shortages, you have inflation. That's not the fault of the president. The better the job the administration does of getting people back to work, uh, making sure that uh, money is you know, in, in people's pockets, um, so you, you increase in demand, but you still have problems uh, getting supply to grow as fast. But eventually that problem will work itself out. Um, President Biden did speak about the inflation issue. This is what he said today, and I'll get your response when we come back. Today, I'd like to address the two additional elements of my plan to tackle inflation. One, bringing down the cost of everyday goods for families and two, bringing down the federal deficit at the same time. Bringing down the cost, here's where we stand. The two challenges on the minds of most working families are prices at the pump 
and prices at the grocery store. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. The price of gas is up $1.40 since the beginning of the year, when Putin began amassing troops at the Ukrainian border. This is a Putin price hike. Putin's war has raised the price of food because Ukraine and Russia are two of the world's major breadbaskets for wheat and corn, the basic product for so many foods around the world. Ukraine has 20 million tons of grain in storage right now, and it's been in storage since the last harvest. Normally, that would have already been exported into the world market. But because of Putin's invasion and blockade of the port on which they could take that grain out for the rest of the world, it's not. It's not. And look, I understand that families who are struggling probably don't care why the prices are up. They just want them to go down. Joe, what are you going to do to bring them down? But it's important that we understand the root of the problem so we can take steps to solve it. Administration is having problems getting at the breakthrough, frankly, um, I think it's weak messaging. Um, what more do you think they can do to better explain and get people to understand what is happening as opposed to going, oh, it's Joe's fault, it's Biden's fault, it's the White House fault, it's Democrats' fault? Yeah, well, you have to spend more time, as you say, getting out the message of, of exactly what causes inflation and which prices are going up most rapidly, who's hurt. Uh, course, inflation, you know, for some people might make them slightly better off. If you have a student loan, the actual value of your debt has gone down. If you own a house, the value of your home has increased. If you have a mortgage, the value of your mortgage has gone down with inflation. So some people are hurt, some people are worse off, and the administration has to do a continuous job of just getting out the message of all the different things that have gone into causing the current inflation. And, you know, predictions about economic predictions about the future are always tricky, but try to give some uh, better prediction on when they think that this inflation might be brought under control. And the numbers did ease down a little bit, um, the report I saw last week. All right, then. Well, uh, again, I think that if you're someone uh, who is um, uh, looking for employment, the opportunities are there. Uh, and uh, people just simply can't discount what happened over the last two years as if COVID had no impact on everything dealing with our world economy. Uh, and that, but unfortunately, uh, it's uh, people prefer the bumper stick sticker uh, perspective when it comes to blaming someone for uh, the problems with this economy. Yeah, I mean, and, and so the blame game, I mean, just a lot of that is political. Um, Inflation, nobody likes higher prices. Nobody likes prices going up. But at the same time, when we look at the employment numbers and we look at things like the employment to population ratio, that's just the probability of having a job. Those numbers are close to where they were pre-COVID. And that, to me, is a more important indicator of where we are economically than what the inflation rate has to be. Uh, is it at the moment it's like what what fraction of people actually have a job uh the overwhelming majority of individuals and families depend upon wage income and if they're not working they don't have any income and so those numbers look good that story has to be told emphasized again and again and again 
and at the same time, uh, you know, let let the public know what's being done to fight inflation. Uh, I do want to um, uh, ask you this. There was an economist uh, with the Department of Labor. I, I was looking at uh, her tweets uh, earlier, and she um, uh, she posted uh, something about uh, this uh, this very issue uh, that I thought uh, was interesting. We were trying to get her on the show, uh, but were not able uh, to do it. And she was uh, she was showing a particular graph. And so go ahead and pull that up, please, so I can I want to I want to talk about that, uh, because she was talking about black male black male employment. Uh, and you see if you see that chart there, uh, you see uh, where you've had this growth with black male uh, employment. Talk about what the, that particular chart uh, and what we have seen over the last uh, several months. OK. Uh I can't see your, t okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the, is that total employment? I can't see uh, the left side of that. But in any case, the, the, the employment numbers for black men, the employment population ratio, again, that's the, the probability of having a job, or a fraction of black men with a job, has been increasing uh, over the last uh, uh, year. That is a very good thing because otherwise it creates enormous social problems, it creates economic problems, creates a lot of disillusionment. So it means that individuals are going back to work. The numbers for black women have also been increasing. And we want to see those numbers continue to increase. Like I said, my, my, my worry is that we will get so caught up into fighting inflation that we might go overboard and 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 um, hurt the and I think that that should always be number one. Like we should worry about whether or not people have a job, whether or not they're getting a paycheck, whether or not they can feed families, whether or not you know individuals can uh, live their lives with, with a decent check. All right, Doc. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot uh, for joining us to discuss the May jobs report. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, then. Uh, Going to go to uh, now our panel now, uh, Kilimathea Communications Strategist, uh, Michael M. Hotep. He is host of the African History Network show, Matt Manning, Civil Rights Attorney. Glad to have all three of you here. Uh, Kelly, I'll start with you. I I I'm just, uh, again, what I don't understand is I, I don't understand what this White House uh, is doing when it comes to how you um, make the argument. Uh, look, people out there are frustrated what they're seeing. And so it's sort of like, okay, Biden comes out, he lays this out, and then, okay, that's it. That's it. I was reading a story today where a lot of his White House aides were talking about how they should be doing more town halls being out there, but then they go back and forth and then they scrap them. Uh, and then, then, they, then they don't do it. And I'm sitting here going, okay, You've got all of this positive economic information. And if you don't know how to convey that, well, then, yeah, I can see why his poll numbers uh, are as low as they are. And I can see why people are actually confused and allowing uh, uh, them to accept the blame. I, like, I literally have no idea what the hell they're doing and why it's so hard to articulate what the issue is. Your guess is as good as mine on that point, but 
it's it, it is confusing from a communication standpoint because on the one hand like you said there is good news in that numbers are going up as far as jobs are concerned but on the other hand the pain at the pump is very real the fact that there's a baby formula shortage is very real the fact that it costs almost seven dollars for a box of cream of wheat in baltimore city that is very real right now so it all i don't want to say it doesn't matter that the jobs report was good but for everyday people who already have a job who are already making money it kind of doesn't matter that other people are getting jobs how are they going to spend the money that they have now from the job that they have right now in such a way that it can sustain the way that they are used to living and right now the question the answer to that question is they don't know because around them Everything just seems to be, you know, going up in flames between gas prices and food prices and 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 everything else going on in the world right now that is, you know, uh, in their face, so to speak. It, it can be incredibly overwhelming in a negative way. So what the Biden administration needs to do, obviously, they need to, you know, promote the good news as much as they can, but they also need to... Uh, reconcile the the bad news, so to speak, to un- to let the American people know exactly <clears throat> what they are going to do about inflation. Because it's not enough saying that oh, the experts are saying it's going to tailor off. Because they've been saying that for almost a year at this point. We need actual uh, answers as to how the Biden administration is going to rectify this issue. Because it can't keep going at this rate and expect. Um, the votes that they need come November. Uh, but, the, the, but the point that I'm, I'm making here, uh, Michael, that is still, it's confusing to me. When you're able to say, hey, folks, and, and to me, it has to be repeated over and over again. Hey, Correct. this is what the price of gas was in January before Putin mm-hmm. went into Ukraine. Gas has gone up $1.40. Now, right. the reality is, Biden can't stop that. Congress can't stop that. And I think part of this problem is that we have a bunch of simple Simons in this country who somehow don't understand that we literally are living in a global economy. And what the hell happens on the other side of the world has a direct impact on price of gasoline in the United States. Well, you're absolutely correct. The the European Union, it just came out 8.1% inflation year over year. Uh, So what happens on the other side of the world impacts what happens here in the U.S. So, yes, uh, Biden and the White House, they need to have town hall meetings. Uh, They need to communicate the message over and over and over again. Also, they really need to hire some social media experts who can break this information down, disseminate this information to people who don't follow this on a daily basis, to Generation Z, to uh, millennials, et cetera. They have they they have good numbers. Just like you know, I think uh, week before last, because we went on last Friday for Memorial Day. Week before last, there's a 19, I talked about this 19-page document at WhiteHouse.gov that breaks down how the Biden-Harris administration policies are helping the African American community. You 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 would think that they would have that like on the front page of WhiteHouse.gov. Okay, I know about it because I I research things like that. But a lot of people don't know this stuff exists. If people just Google. How have the policies of the Biden-Harris administration helped African-Americans? But they're not. They okay, down. but Michael, that's the point. Yeah. No, the average person's not going to Google it. So you have to right. say it. It has to be consistent. you got to be flooding yeah. the zone. you got to be pushing people out there, driving the messaging. And I'm sorry, that's what they're not doing. 
and it's confusing to me why they're not. I mean, look, you mentioned social media. The story that I saw today, you got 70 people working at the White House dealing with social media. What the hell? What are they doing, though? What are they I have no idea what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, there, see, there's a one, there's, there's, you can have people working on social media, but they're not effective in working in social media. So, I'm like, what are they doing? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is the other thing. So you have to, um, and, and, you know, some of this may have to do with Biden being from a generation that, you know, when, most of the time when Biden was in the Senate, for instance, right? This was before social media really got big. Yes, we know he was in the in the White House with Obama, but it's like, if you have somebody, say, for instance, just give an example, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's much better with using social media to communicate 
with people than Biden is, all right, and the White House is. So they have to, they got to get it together. Otherwise, they're going to get killed in midterm elections. You know, now, now Republicans don't have plans to deal with inflation. Republicans don't have plans to deal with the baby formula shortage. We know a couple of weeks ago when the bill came up in the House of Representatives to address the baby formula shortage issue, 192 Republicans voted against the bill. They don't have plans to deal with it, but they're going to just complain about it and, and galvanize their, their white supremacist base along with critical race theory and all, all these other bills, voter suppression, to take back the House and the Senate. So we have to fight against that also. Bottom line here, Matt, you have strong economic numbers. Yes, you have inflation. Yes, you have an increase in gas prices. But you got to be able to better articulate what you're doing. You got to show people. And I think that's what they're not doing. They are not doing an effective job in showing people. It's just sort of this. Yes, you have, an, you have people who are operating in an analog world when you live in a digital world. That's exactly right. And right now, it's more important than ever, not only to piggyback what both Kelly and Michael have said, but to disseminate that information and to make it digestible. Because to Kelly's earlier point, I think the American citizenry right now is, is scared. I mean, there's so much going on. There are so many things that are having a measurable effect on their lives. So I think it's important for the Biden administration to counter that by saying, look, there is some good going on. And that good, hopefully, will translate to a a better life for you. And here's how we anticipate that will happen. So for them to not be harnessing the power of social media particularly is concerning, but I think you're exactly right. It's a generational divide. But the thing about it is he's been around long enough and his administration has been around long enough to know that that's how the vast majority of, of Americans are getting their news these days and are being met with information. So for them to not harness it is purely negligence at this point. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. All right, folks, uh, phone lines are open. If you want to uh, share your thoughts uh, about uh, the subjects we're discussing today, you can give us a call, 202-890-1199, 202-890-1199. If you, of course, are a member of our Brina Funk fan club, you have an opportunity uh, to call in. Uh, so please give us a call, 202-890-1199, 202 202-890 Eight nine zero one one nine nine. Got to go to break. We come back uh, more on today's show. We'll talk about what's happening in the state of Maryland uh, with uh, state's attorney there, Aisha Brave Boy. So, folks, uh, be sure to uh, call in and also support us in what we do. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV, and of course, you can also uh, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar you give goes to support this show. Cash, uh, excuse me, checks and money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is our Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingatsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And don't forget, if you're on Facebook uh, and uh, YouTube, hit that like button as well as hit the share button as well. We'll be right back. to the launch of the Mass Poor People's Low Wage Assembly and Moral March on Washington, D.C., June 18, 2022. We're rising up to demonstrate the compelling power that we, poor and low-income people, have. 
to reconstruct society from the bottom up. And we need to do it with the loudest voices possible, the biggest actions possible. Because we know that there is no scarcity in this land. The only scarcity is the moral will to do what's right. those with sub-minimum wage jobs who can't afford sky-high rent. People with disabilities are the fastest growing minority group. It's crazy to me that in 2021, it's still legal for workplaces to pay a sub-minimum wage to people with disabilities. There are still so much trial and tribulations that we go through as Indigenous people. We can't get a decent wage to sustain ourselves, nor can we get adequate housing. Veterans across this nation say enough is enough. We can't pat essential workers on the back on one day and then cut their health care the next day. Health is a political choice. What more do I need to do to prove that my voice is just as valuable as anyone else's? There are still forces in denial that would try to slow walk our transition to a clean economy and a just future for us all. We have an immoral system run by moral people. But together we walk, and we walk and we fight. It's time for a change. Reconstruyamos esta gran nación. See, we are people of resilience as we fight these interlocking injustices together. When we work together, mobilize together, and rise together, we become a voice for the voiceless, and we become an agent of change in a time where great change is needed. We need the third reconstruction to ensure that deaf people, people with disabilities, and all people can have the right to live and to thrive. We know what they are doing, but the question is, what are we going to do? Reconstruction begins when we change our mentality and say it's time for you to get your foot off of my neck. America's Wealth Coach and host of Get Wealthy. On the next Get Wealthy, here's the good news. Black women are the fastest growing segment of business owners. The not so good news, the average business by black women is only earning revenues of $45,000 or less. On the next Get Wealthy, you're gonna hear from a woman who went from her kitchen table to cat tables growing her business to over a million dollars. You should start a business because your product is needed in the world, not because uh, you hate the person that you work with. If you hate your job and you hate your business, you know, your manager, go find a new job, a place that makes you feel comfortable. Um, And I say that because starting a business is truly a um, labor of uh, love and service. If you want to learn how to do it, right here on the next Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. On the next A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie, we're talking all things mental health and how helping others can help you. We all have moments where we have struggles, and on this week's show, our guests demonstrate how helping others can also help you. Why you should never stop giving and serving others on the next A Balanced Life here on Black Star Network. 
Gods, Kim Whitley. Yo, what's up? This your boy Ice Cube. Hey, yo, Peace World. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon. And you're watching Roller Martin, Unfiltered. Right here. Let's go. Folks, the mayor of Baltimore plans to sue a major gun manufacturer, the nation's largest manufacturer of ghost guns, Polymer 80. Uh, Brandon Scott says uh, that the gun company, uh, in, quote, intentionally undermines federal and state firearms laws by designing, manufacturing, selling, and providing ghost gun kits and parts to buyers who do not undergo a background check. Also, there's a new law in Maryland requiring ghost gun owners to register their guns with a serial or PIN number. Ghost guns cannot be sold or transferred without proper identification. Aisha Brayboy, she is the Prince George's County State's Attorney. She joins us right now to talk about uh, this ghost gun ban in Maryland. Glad to have you back on the show. So, uh, walk folks through who don't even know what a ghost gun is. Sure. Well, a ghost gun is typically purchased online. It's purchased in a kit, so it doesn't come fully assembled, which is how it gets around some of uh, some states' laws, which, of course, Maryland now has taken uh, steps to ensure that these ghost guns uh, fall under what we call our firearms safety laws, which would require them to be held to the same standards of it as any other uh, gun manufacturer or, or distributor in the state or those who sell to people in our state. But I can tell you that Maryland is banning the sale of ghost guns starting on June 1st. So there sh should be no new sales or transfer of ghost guns in the state of Maryland. Uh, what Maryland did do was allow individuals who had lawfully purchased ghost guns prior to June 1st uh, to be able Uh, looks like uh, we uh, lost uh, State Attorney Brayboy. Uh, we're going to try to uh, get her back. Uh, lost her connection right there, so we'll, we'll work on that, folks. Um, uh, first of all, uh, do understand last night uh, the House Judiciary Committee actually passed out of committee. No Republicans voted uh, for this. Uh, of course, the focus uh, of, of actually um, advancing, advancing, uh, this bill to protect our kids. It was a bill that was, of uh, course, pushed by Congresswoman uh, Sheila Jackson Lee uh, and others. Uh, it is called the uh, Protect Our Kids Act. It's going to do a number of different things, which includes raise the age for purchasing a semi-automatic uh, centerfire rifle from 18 to 21, restrict large capacity magazines, establish requirements regulating the safe storage of firearms, expand uh, ban on bump stocks, gun modifications, and restrict access to ghost guns. Uh, do we have uh, State's Attorney back? All right, then. Uh, glad, uh, glad to have you back. When we talk about uh, how significant these ghost guns are, I mean, how how major is it? How have they how have they expanded uh, in terms of the last uh, several years in popularity? Well, I can tell you back in about 2016, 2017. Um... All right, so guys, do me this here. So her video is free, frozen, freezing. Get her on get on audio, please. Let's simply get her on audio so we actually can have her. Um, here's the deal, folks. Uh, we, I told you about uh, the committee hearing that took place and, and, and how utterly crazy it was uh, last night. When uh, Do we have her back? Okay, I think she's... Okay, do we have her back? 
Okay, go ahead and bring her up, please. Go ahead and bring her up. All right, we got you back. So talk about, okay. again, how, ex how expansive, how this has changed significantly, uh, these ghost guns. Sure, back in 2016, 2017, there may have been a handful or less of ghost gun seized here in Prince George's County. By 2021, that number had risen to close to 300 ghost guns seized on the streets of Prince George's County. And that is the trend that we're seeing all across the state of Maryland. And that's why Maryland took a step to ban any new sale of ghost guns as of June first of this year, no new gun sale, uh, uh, ghost gun sales or transfers can take place in the state of Maryland. For those individuals who have purchased illegally ghost guns prior to that date, uh, they will be able to get their guns serialized by uh, March of 2023. If they don't, after March of 2023, uh, those guns become illegal and they can be arrested and prosecuted. Uh, and so, um, so this, uh, this uh, bill that was passed by the uh, committee last night, it deals with the issue of ghost guns. Uh, but also, one of the things that President Biden talked about in his speech last night is that this, this, how Congress literally protects the gun manufacturers from being sued. I mean, that is I mean, just crazy that this one industry has the ability uh, that they were able to get this passed where no one can sue them. Well, I can tell you here in the state of Maryland, the uh, ban on the sale and transfer of ghost guns um, is not only for the people who might be acquiring them, it's for also the sellers. So if someone is trying to attempt to sell a ghost gun here in Maryland, we will go after them criminally. Um, and so um, your thoughts on, again, what is now, the bill that's now going through uh, Congress, you hear the president uh, laid out last night his, uh, his agenda. Uh, but that's going to take a lot of heavy lifting to convince folks to step up, because unfortunately, you're not seeing that from many of these Republicans. Well, let me tell you how critical this is. We had a young man here in Prince George's County and one in our neighboring jurisdiction in Montgomery County, um, both who are underage in high school, who purchased ghost guns themselves and brought those weapons to school. One of them used the weapon to shoot another student. That happened in Montgomery County in Prince George's County. Fortunately, the young person did not know how to assemble the gun, so brought parts of the gun to school. So the reality is these manufacturers are selling to people who are underage and who would not otherwise be lawfully able to own or purchase a gun. These are common sense measures. To say that someone who uh, should not own a gun can't purchase your gun kit makes a lot of sense. And it is really a travesty that our Congress can't get it together to protect lives and protect people really from themselves, because a lot of these folks have no idea uh, the, the tragedy that they can cause by the use of these guns, or they don't fully understand uh, the the issues related to gun ownership, and they are not responsible gun owners, clearly, because they're taking them to places like schools, which they should not be doing. Uh, some of these individuals have mental health issues. Some of them could not pass a background check, but yet they're able to purchase assault weapons and guns uh, that can kill people, and also they could hurt themselves. So this is a huge issue, and really Congress just has to get it right. This is common sense stuff. This is not rocket science. We need to save lives. Uh, well, uh, thanks, Attorney Brave Boy. We appreciate, uh, of course, the work that you're doing, and uh, we're going to keep uh, doing our best uh, to push this issue as well. 
Thank you. All right, uh, folks, to our panel and to the people who are watching and are going to be calling in, uh, I want to give you all an example uh, when we talk about cowards. Uh, if you saw last night uh, any of the testimony that took place, I mean, there were a whole bunch of cowards uh, who were on that committee, individuals uh, who really uh, don't care uh, about uh, children, individuals uh, who seriously uh, are not interested uh, in uh, dealing with these uh, the issues that we are talking about. Uh, uh, Congressman uh, Mondaire Jones was one of the individuals uh, who was advancing uh, the bill last night uh, on the committee, and, and he talked about where we must stand uh, in this battle, where we, where we must stand uh, when it comes to fighting Republicans uh, who are not willing uh, to, to, to be serious about this issue. Uh, and I want to play for you what he said, uh, because it really is important uh, for you uh, to hear what he said, uh, because um, it, 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 it is, how can I put this here? It is beyond problematic for me uh, to, to see what these folks are doing and how they are responding to this critical issue. Listen to what he said. And I'm proud to support it today in committee. As the youngest member of this committee, I need to address my Republican colleagues on behalf of the generations of young people whom Republicans have condemned to grow up in fear that they will be gunned down at school. When I was just 11 years old, something that then seemed unthinkable happened. Two students killed a teacher and 12 of their classmates at Columbine High School. I was afraid. All of us were. But still, I had hope that by the time I was in high school, nothing like the shooting at Columbine would ever happen again. I had faith that adults would step up. I never imagined that mass shootings, let alone school shootings, would become our new normal. Yet that is exactly what has happened. What was once unthinkable has come to feel, for many Americans, unstoppable. Since Columbine, more than 311,000 children have experienced gun violence at school. There were more school shootings last year than in any year since 1999, the year of Columbine. And there have been more than 200 mass shootings this year already. The leading cause of death of American children is now gun violence. Behind every one of those statistics is the story of a person, often a child, who mattered. Before we even had time to grieve for the 10 people murdered by a white supremacist in Buffalo, New York, my home state, Another gunman killed 19 children and two adults in Uvalde, Texas. Four children are orphans because their mother made the ultimate sacrifice, not on the battlefront in Iraq or in Eastern Europe, but in the classroom. And their grieving father died. I, I want to show y'all what a coward looks like. And then some of you may say, man, Roland, that's, that, that's kind of cold. But this is what a Republican coward looks like. 
Go, I want you to go, go to my iPad. So Congressman Chris Jacobs is in his first year in Congress. He represents a suburban district, a suburban district of Buffalo. Listen to me say it again. He represents a suburban district in Buffalo. After the 10 black people you see right here, after these people were gunned down in the Topps grocery store, this Republican, go back to the New York Times story, Congressman Chris Jacobs, he decided to come out in support of a federal ban on assault weapons and the limit of high-capacity magazines. Th this is what he said. I can't in good conscience sit back and say I didn't try to do something. Next paragraph says, it took only seven days for political forces to catch up with him. What happened? The state chair of the Republican Party came out against him. Donald Trump Jr. came out against him. And then Jacobs announces he's not running for re-election. He's not running for re-election. He then says, we have a problem in our country in terms of both our major parties. If you stray from a party position, you are annihilated. For the Republicans, it became pretty apparent to me over the last week that that issue is gun control, any gun control. It's seven days earlier. I can't in good conscience sit back and say I didn't try to do something. So, so, so here's my problem. My problem is, instead of Congressman Jacobs looking his party in the eye and saying to the Republicans, if any of you are against me, fine. If I lose re-election, fine. But I'm not going to stand here as a member of Congress and do nothing. I'm going to support my position. Well, that's not what happened. He cut and ran. He did the exact same thing that Arizona Senator Jeff Flake did when he chose not to run for re-election because he was opposing Donald Trump. What they didn't do was what, what Senator Ben Sass did, where he was critical of Trump, then he went quiet because he was afraid that they would have run somebody against him, and he sucked up to Trump. Then, after he won, then he went back to criticize them. Republican after Republican, afraid to stand up and take a position, they would rather not run for re-election. What I don't understand is, how can you say, quote, I can't in good conscience sit back and say I didn't try to do something, and I'll come back, when you're really a coward?
You don't have any conscience. You don't have any principles. You don't have any morals and values. You're afraid. Those who aren't afraid would say, come on. Those who aren't afraid would say, y'all want to run against me? Bring it. I would rather go down swinging than cut and run. That's the fundamental problem you have. Now, now, now let me tell y'all something. It, it, it's a whole bunch of progressives out there who are upset because Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Whip Congressman Jim Clyburn and others traveled to Texas to support Congressman Henry Quaylar in his primary. And Henry Quaylar was running against a progressive, I believe her name was... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release 
Presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Jessica Cisneros, and she lost to him narrowly twice before, and he barely beat her in the primary. I think it, it, it may have come down to uh, a couple of hundred votes. I'm going to pull it up. We're talking about a few hundred votes. Yeah. 177 votes. 177. Now, now, now Quayle could have said, I don't know. I'm running against a progressive. I might not win, so let me just not run for re-election. He said, no. He said, bring it. And you got progressives who are upset because how dare y'all support Quayar because he's pro-gun, he's anti-abortion. But he ran and said, you want this? You got to beat me. What we must understand is that Republicans in America, when it comes to this issue of gun control, they are cowards. They are not patriots. They are cowards. Those who support them are cowards. When I look at conservative media folks like Joe Pagliarulo, I know Joe, Dana Lash, or Dana, go after Senator John Cornyn saying, oh, come on our show and discuss this because they're so ardently opposed to guns. They're cowards too. Yes, I said it, you're cowards too. I don't know who that fool was in Congress who said, oh, he supported the AR-15s because he had a problem with raccoons attacking his chicken. If your ass need an AR-15 to shoot a damn raccoon, your ass should move. If you need an AR-15 to shoot a raccoon, you suck as a marksman. Folks, they're cowards. They don't care about any of these children. They don't care if any of these children had Republican parents. They don't care about the black folks in Buffalo. They would rather sleep with and be intimate with their guns. didn't care about Ruth Whitfield, Aaron Salter Jr., former cop. They don't give a damn about Pearl Young. They don't care that Roberta Drury, what she was doing in her community. Celestine Cheney, uh-uh, they don't care about her. They don't care that Hayward Patterson was a deacon. Don't mean nothing to them. Andre McNeil, they're like, whatever. They don't care that Catherine Cat Massey was an activist. Nope. Geraldine Chapman Talley, they're like, whatever. Margaret Morrison, whatever. 
They don't care about none of these black people. But if we replace the images of all these black people with a 9mm and an AR-15 and a whole host of guns, oh, they would have an orgasmic moment. Because that's all they care about. They are cowards. And Matt, when you are facing a coward, you have got to understand that a coward with no conscience and no principles and no morals and no values, their thoughts and prayers mean nothing, which means you are going to have to go aggressively against them because these are the same Republicans who love talking about cops, but most people don't, don't even realize that most police unions oppose these weapons being on the streets. Matt, go ahead. I, I just think, Roland, that this should be what revolutions are made of. I think Steve Kerr said it uh, perfectly. I mean, the fact that there are 500 people in Washington, D.C. that have all the power and are choosing not to exercise that power, a small subset of them, is what should undergird a revolution, if we're being honest. I mean, it's absurd that three hours west of me, 19 children and two teachers died um, in the most horrible, tragic way. And Republicans are still coming out and parroting these talking points and talking about, if you notice all the dog whistling, talking about law-abiding citizens and trying to accuse Democrats of co-opting this moment. Uh, we should all be offended. If you're a person who has any moral values and you're on the right side of the aisle, you should be incensed that your Republican senators and House members are finding a way to make this about anything other than protecting kids. And part of the problem is not only cowardice, it's consequences. They're making a political bet that they're not going to have any consequences when it comes time for the midterm. And we talk about it on this show all the time, voting, and that's the way to hold keep people accountable. But I don't know what needs to be done beyond that, because the fact that we as a country cannot come together and say, we gave you those jobs for you to be able to act in precisely this position, and you're telling us not only you're not going to act, but that you're going to continue a cozy relationship with the people whose products are responsible for this. I mean, I, I don't know what can be done beyond taking a stronger stance than just saying it's voting. I mean, it has to be something more than that, because you shouldn't be able to co-opt an entire country's safety. At the very least, government should exist to keep its citizens safe. And it cannot do that. And not only can it not do that, they are flatly refusing to take any measurable step to do that. That should be cause for revolution. Here's what I find to be just r ridiculous, Kelly. In, in this New York Times story, Congressman Jacobs, listen, citing the thousands of gun permits he had issued as Erie County clerk, Mr. Jacobs emphasized that he was a supporter of the Second Amendment and said he wanted... Th th this is the one. Come on, go to my iPad and said he wanted to avoid the brutal intra-party fight that would have been inevitable had he stayed in a race. How in the hell can you be afraid of an intra-party fight when they are dead? How? So, I'm sorry, so you missed the Second Amendment. In fact, 
The week before, he was endorsed by the NRA. He's, he, he comes from a rich, one of Buffalo's richest families. And you scared? How your ass scared, but you want to embrace a gun? I thought, I thought y'all tough with the guns. Cowards. We are facing gun-waving, gun-toting cowards, Kelly. There's no other word for them except coward at this point. Um, their entire being is is cowardly. But you're asking how he can be afraid of intra-fighting, uh, intra so to speak. It's because they don't know how to fight outside of being right behind a gun. And for me, it's not so much a Second Amendment thing so much as it is cowardice. Because there has to be a happy medium between making sure that people can exercise their Second Amendment right and so and the other side being everybody else exercising their right to live. You know what I mean? Like it's not the the two can coexist, especially when you look at the history of the Second Amendment being that it was never meant to go this far. The Second Amendment, and I'm sure Michael knows way more about this historical fact than I do, it was never meant for people to just have the right to weapons of mass destruction. It was so that you can reinforce the right to defend yourself against um, enemies, foreign and domestic. So for me, it, it really has to come to the... We have to reconcile being able to defend ourselves and being able to live. But more importantly, life outside the womb has to live because that's the thing with Republicans right now. You're, you're pro-life so long as the child, meaning the conglomerate of, of blood and skin cells, because it's not viable outside the womb, you're more worried about something that is inside my body than the 19 children outside my body who just died a week ago because an 18-year-old was able to buy a weapon of mass destruction without a background check, without any type of screening, without any type of, 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 of protocol or process. He was just able to buy it. And as a result, we have a, a generation of children gone. We don't know what they could have become because we don't have the correct structure for for the Second Amendment to be exercised as healthily as possible. And the people, um, the powers that be who can do something about it refuse to because a private institution has them by the balls. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Michael, again, for people, for people who, who need to understand, you know, what is going on here, this is what we're up against. And, I mean, and, and here's what's, what's, what's really bothering me. So, so, so last night, uh, President Biden gives this primetime address. And when it's over, he takes Air Force One to Delaware. Today, I didn't see the flooding of the zone. I didn't see administration officials, all of the morning shows, the midday shows, 
the emails that I got today were offering us up a couple of people to talk about blacks in the economy. I appreciate that. Congress is back in session on Monday. Where's the full court press? Is this administration are going to be pushing their people to Sunday, Sunday shows? So you gave a dress last night. How are you building national momentum? The polling numbers are in your favor. Two tragedies in the last month. Last night, two people gunned down in an Iowa church parking lot. Shooter turns the gun on himself. Brother is being buried in Wisconsin, shooting at the funeral. Five shot. Grandmother killed at a graduation at Xavier University. All of that in the past three weeks, and administration gave a speech, we're good. No! It has to be constant, constant, constant. Call your member of Congress. Send them an email. Put the pressure on them. Call moms and dads to D.C. to come in the halls of Congress. That is what is required to make change happen. And for this weak, impotent, pathetic, sorry excuse of a Republican from the suburbs of Buffalo, you actually have the audacity and the unmitigated gall. I wanted to avoid an intra-party fight. Coward. That's Congressman Jacobs, Michael. Yesterday, you saw some of the cowards showing their guns and bragging about their guns also. Because these are cowards. That's why they want guns, and that's why they want big guns as well, and that's why they want to brag and show them off. Uh, that vote was 25 to 19. It was, a, it, was, it was upon party lines. Republicans voted against the Protecting Our Kids Act because they don't, they don't care about protecting kids, not even white children. They really don't care about protecting white children either. These are prostitutes of the National Rifle Association. That's exactly what they are. They're prostitutes of the National Rifle Association. This is why we need to go to Congress.gov, look up these bills, and look and see who voted against these bills. Because what you vote for shows me what you value. Not what you say on MSNBC, not what you say on Fox News, but how you actually vote. Okay, so and, and when you look at some of the statements from them, whether it's Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, whether it was dumbass Louie Gohmert out of Texas, who's, you know, I'm sorry, he's from Texas, uh, Roland. You have dumbass like Louie Gohmert, things like this. Republicans, generally speaking, are not even offering reasonable bills to address this issue. Louis Gohmert wanted to blame Democrats in uh, cities that had high crime rates and gun shootings and things like this. He said, oh, those are all uh, cities controlled by Democrats, okay? He didn't want to deal with the fact that, well, like in Chicago, Chicago's in the state of Indiana, I mean, Illinois, state of Illinois. Well, Indiana has lax gun laws, and a lot of those guns that come into Chicago come from Indiana, okay? Because the gun laws in Indiana are different than the ones in Illinois. So this is why we have to vote these people out of office 
and understand. And the other thing is, going to what Matt said, what else can we do besides vote? Go to FEC.gov, Federal Elections Commission. Look and see who are the corporations that finance a lot of these people who keep blocking these bills and launch economic withdrawal strategies, economic boycotts against four or five of these top corporations and, 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 and put a price, put a penalty on these corporations from, for financing these people who keep voting against our own interests. And just redistribute the pain, as Dr. King said up with April 3rd, 1968, in his last speech, where did we, uh, uh, I've been to the mountaintop. And just so people understand what we're dealing with, Ohio is literally on the verge, y'all, of letting teachers carry guns after just 24 hours of training. Right. Yep. Now, y'all know this ain't nothing but a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you, you already know what that is. And, and by the way, for all of y'all who are wondering, um, again, when we talk about who, you know, because, and this is where, I'm sorry, Joe Biden needs to stop with the bullshit. He needs to stop sitting here talking and acting as if he's dealing with reasonable Republicans. He made a comment about uh, dealing with McConnell and John Cornyn. They're not reasonable. If you don't, you don't believe me, watch this here. Dana Lash, who had a show on the NRA's channel, this is what she sent out. For the past two weeks, we've asked John Corner to join the broadcast and discuss the Senate's pending gun control legislation. For two weeks, they've said next week. In the past, his staff reached out to us to inquire about having him join. This is what he said. Dana, nothing pending now. Happy to come on if something develops. This is the man who's supposed to be leading the Republican side on gun legislation. But just so y'all understand, he ain't trying to sit here and do nothing about guns, y'all. Because he literally sent out a tweet Early, let me find it, where he, where he basically said, yeah, I ain't trying to sit here and deal with that. We, we, we gonna deal with, we gonna, we gonna deal with, with, with the mental health stuff. Y'all, they're not, here it is right here. Here it is right here. He, this is where the tweet that first came in. Any deal on guns will need John Corner support. In an interview, he said, quote, it will be embarrassing if the Senate can't agree on a deal after the Uvalde shootings. It would feed the narrative that we can't get things done in the public interest. This is how he responded to the tweet. He's, I, I'm not talking about restricting the rights of law-abiding citizens under the Second Amendment. I'm talking about identifying people with criminal and mental health problems that already threaten to themselves and others. Y'all, they ain't doing nothing. Senator Cornyn, since you so happily to go on Dana Lash's show, come on, roll the Martin Filter. Unlike Dana, who moved to Texas, I'm a native Texan. I still vote there. So I'm a constituent as well. Why don't you come and have the conversation with us? If you're not scared. Don't run to Fox News. Don't run to OAN. Don't run to Newsmax. Don't run to The Blaze. Don't run to conservative radio. Come talk to black people. 
Let's have that conversation. Folks, uh, speaking of conversation, here's the phone number if you think it was a call. You want to give share your thoughts, 202-202-890-1199, 202-890-1199. Love for you to give us a call uh, to share your thoughts uh, with regards uh, to uh, this issue uh, and so many others. Uh, folks, uh, speaking of the issue of guns, New York lawmakers passed a bill that's going to raise the minimum age to buy a semi-automatic rifle from, 21, from 18 to 21. It also includes measures allowing law enforcement to seize guns for people who could be an extreme risk to themselves or others. Uh, it awaits the signature of Gov Governor Kathy Hochul. Also, uh, folks, uh, more people are laid to rest in Uvalde. Uh, who shot and killed, uh, of course, in that tragic uh, accident there. Uh, just, again, uh, so sad that we still are uh, having to bury people because we have uh, cowards uh, in state legislatures and the Congress uh, who do not want to actually deal with the issue of guns in this uh, country. And so, uh, folks, it's just, it's just one after another, one after another. Uh, but you need leaders. You need leaders to step up. You need leaders to do something. Uh, and that's what we're hoping actually gets done. And so, yeah, uh, these, uh, uh, show, uh, pull them up, please. Uh, these two young ladies here, uh, laid to rest. Uh, pull it up, please. Laid to rest, y'all. Um, won't be able to go to middle school, high school, graduate, no college, none of that, because they were gunned down in a classroom. We also know that uh, based upon a Texas state senator, the police chief of the Uvalde uh, district arrived on the scene, folks, without his police radio. He is the commander on the scene with no radio to communicate with other cops. I, I can't even say how utterly ridiculous uh, what happened there in Uvalde. A complete, a complete failure by law enforcement. Gotta go to break. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I'm Dr. Greg Carr, and coming up on The Next Black Table, we're speaking with Dr. Lucius T. Outlaw Jr., master teacher and philosopher. He takes us on his journey to discover and celebrate black philosophy. From my undergraduate years at Fisk all the way through my PhD, I was never in a philosophy class where I had a professor who was a person of African descent, nor a sign text written by a person of African descent, ever. How he pushed back at those who said there was no such thing and got us all thinking about what it means to be black. That's on the next Black Table, exclusively on the Black Star Network. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach and host of Get Wealthy. On the next Get Wealthy, here's the good news. Black women are the fastest growing segment of business owners. The not so good news, the average business by black women is only earning revenues of $45,000 or less. On the next Get Wealthy, you're gonna hear from a woman who went from her kitchen table to cat tables, growing her business to over a million dollars. You should start a business because your product is needed in the world, not because uh, it, it, you hate the person that you work with. If you hate your job and you hate your business, you know, your manager, go find a new job, a place that makes you feel comfortable. Um, and I say that because starting a business is truly a um, labor of uh, love and service. If you want to learn how to do it, right here on the next Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Patrol Grooming is a men's grooming company that delivers on this promise every day 
to men everywhere. And that is everything we do, every product we make, is designed to help you present your best self. Now, we all know we want to look clean and look good. It's a promise Patrol Grooming has kept since 1991 when they first introduced the Bump Patrol brand, the number one men's product for a smooth, bump-free shave and silky skin. Now, millions of customers count on Patrol Grooming's exceptional skin care products, uh, which can be found at more than 30,000 retail stores in more than 50 countries around the world. Folks, Patrol Grooming uh, can assist you in being as clean as possible. Now you can have exceptional beard and skin care products that are as unique as you are. So, fellas, as we are heading out for the summer and folks are going to Essence Festival and Cincinnati Music Festival and other events, it's time for us to uh, get back, get our groove back, and let's lose the unkempt look. Visit patrolgrooming.com to order a patrol grooming box and use this discount code, hashtag Roland30, hashtag Roland30 for a 30% discount at the checkout. And we certainly appreciate Patrol Grooming being a partner with us here at Roland Martin Unfiltered and the Black Star Network. You know, he brought his own sound. So when you, when you have an artist that creates his own sound, like Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie, you know, um, they come in the, the Beatles, they create their own sound. He, he kept reinventing himself. He wasn't afraid to change instrumentation or not use drums or not use bass or use the limb machine or use real drums or use, you know, pots and pans. It didn't matter. It's just like he wasn't afraid to... The sound was different every time he did an album. Completely different, you know? And the things that he wrote about, it was things that he felt he needed to speak about. So mm -hmm. a, a lot of honesty, you know? Um, whether he would admit to it or not, mm -hmm. there was a lot of honesty and a lot of things that uh, were real to him. When he gave, he gave, you know. He, I think for me, he is my favorite, my number one favorite guitar player in the world. Mm. He was, he played with, I mean, and especially I loved times me playing drums with him, he and I playing together. When I played drums, it was a whole nother thing. And I just think that he reached people in a way as an artist that he reached you because he was, again, honest in a way that he was, he even, he said it a million times, but he wasn't trying to write the next Purple Rain. That was already what it was. Right. I can write that. That was that one time. Thing, right. But it's never going to happen again. So why would I write that again? Then it's not special anymore. My name is Charlie Wilson. Hi, I'm Sally Richardson-Whitfield. And I'm Dodger Whitfield. Hey, everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, unfiltered. Kamara Bowie has been missing since yesterday from Gettysburg, Maryland. The 15-year-old is 5 feet 3 inches tall, weighs 140 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Uh, Kamara was last seen wearing a Hollister hoodie, a red t-shirt, jeans, white Air Force sneakers with beads, and carrying a tan tote bag. 
Anyone with information on Kimora Bowie should call the Montgomery County, Maryland Police Department at 301-279-8000, 301-279-8000. All right, y'all, time for us, us to go to the phone lines. Folks have been saying, man, bring the phone calls back. I was like, all right, we're going to do that, so let's get ready. Uh, Mark Peters, you're on Roland Martin Unfiltered. What's your comment, your question? Mark, you there? All right, Mark's not there. All right, y'all, tell me what's up. Mark, are you there? All right, Mark, are you there? All right, folks, let's go to, uh, put Mark on hold. Let's go to uh, Carlo Wilson, is it Carlo Wilson? Carlo, you there? All right, y'all tell me what's up with the audio, please. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna get that fixed. Y'all let me know where we are with the audio so I can uh, go to uh, the uh, callers uh, there. So we can go and take their phone calls. And so um, let's get that audio straight. Uh, I do wanna read this story here, folks. Remember we told you the story out of Buffalo where uh, the, one of the women who was in the store, she called 911 and the woman hung up on her. So remember she told her story? Uh, play that video. Uh, when she called into the television station and she literally said she's trying to call the cops, she calls 911 and the woman get an attitude with her. The 911 dispatcher, she's been fired. Um, remember, she was put on leave. Uh, the woman who was in the store, Letitia Rogers, uh, said that she was grossly disrespected uh, by this woman uh, when she called 911, and the woman hung up on her. That's right, the dispatcher uh, was again fired. Thursday, Erie County Police Service oversees the 911 center for the state terminated that employee said that uh, she simply had to go. That, that's a perfect example. It's too late to play the video, y'all, because you didn't have it ready. Here's the whole deal here, uh, Michael. She should have been fired. She should have been fired. I mean, how do you hang up on somebody who's in a store in a mass shooting? Of uh, Assistant Manager Letitia Rogers when she called in. I read statements. Uh, I, I heard the audio of her talking about uh, calling. I, I, I heard it when she called into the uh, the uh, TV news station. And I also read statements that she made as well. Um, and it seemed like an insensitivity from the dispatcher based upon everything that I read. Letitia did did say that she dropped, she dropped the phone. She was probably nervous or something like that. And she picked the phone back up and the dispatcher was gone. So she assumed the dispatcher had hung up. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, with Buffalo, um, you know, there was, there was some things very, very wrong with Buffalo. Um, and then it, when we go look at some of these things, we see uh, signs leading up to the attack, but then we see how people calling for help. It's just like the children in Uvalde who were calling for help from the police, and you had 19 
officers out in the federal officers actually out in the hallway and uh they were being told to stand down from the we know it was the uh, the uh this the the public uh school uh police force who was in charge but they're told to stand down okay and there was a discrepancy over well whether it was an active shooter or a barricaded gunman we just see mistake after mistake after mistake in some of these instances now some instances are handled better than others, but I, Buffalo I, and New York, I mean, Buffalo and Uvalde, we see some mistakes here. I, I, I don't understand how in the hell, if you in Buffalo, you call 911 to hang up on you, and then when you in Uvalde, uh, Matt, they call 911, kids are calling, and nobody, nobody tells the person on the scene, hey, kids are calling us from the room. Mm-hmm. I think both this dispatcher and these officers all need to be prosecuted. I don't think there's anything that can happen short of that, that should happen short of that, especially as much as we hear, you know, all of these accolades trumpeted for first responders all the time. Their express job is to run into danger because your average citizen doesn't have the training for that. So if you're standing outside and somebody's holed up in the school shooting and killing kids, once we find out that you did not run into danger, everybody should be prosecuted, period. Um, I mean, that's dereliction of duty at its, at its basic, at its finest. And for this lady to hang up on somebody who's calling and to take her to task and say, why are you whispering? I mean, it's absurd. So I'm hoping that there are actual criminal, criminal prosecutions, whether it be under New York and Texas state law or the Department of Justice or whomever, because that's the only way that, that this should be handled. I mean, frankly, there's absolutely no excuse. And as much as we give law enforcement deference and as much as we give them weapons and all of these things... If they're not going to do the job that they are there to do, then they need to be held accountable when it counts the most. And, Kelly, it's amazing how these folks have just run from... Because they were just praising law enforcement. <laughs> Ooh, they real <laughs> quiet now. Yep. I mean, the Ready to connect. Click connect to show now. Is the, the accountability or lack thereof is just absolutely... Just, it's disheartening and disappointing. Um, but more importantly, it's unacceptable. Um, it's interesting how, especially in the Uvalde case, how uh, the first reports that were coming out, at least the ones that uh, governor of Texas was talking about, how you know a, a, a border patrol officer went in and got the person and all these things and made it sound like some you know wild, wild west Western, and it sounded like, you know, like Hero went in and saved the day only to find out that, ironically, 19 children died, but 19 officers were outside the door listening to 19 children die. And now all of a sudden, no one has anything to say about that. Um, anybody who is in this line of work, similar to what Matt was saying, if you are in this line of work and you can't handle it, then you just need to quit because the stakes are way too high right now. Um, whether or not there's a mass shooter, just as far as public safety is concerned in this country, um, between gun laws being lax and summer's on its way, which is, you know, historically where you see an uptick in mass shootings, we cannot afford any cowards on the front lines. So if you find yourself teetering on between whether you're going to be a hero or a coward, like the fact that you're teetering at all, you need to quit because we can't have people out there uh, like you um, in any way, in any shape or form, in a position to protect our babies, to protect us, and to protect themselves. Like, you, you got to go. You need to find another job. 
Uh, absolutely. All right. Are we going to a break? Are we going to have phone calls when we come back? Good. Folks, we're going to take your phone calls when we come back. Finally got it straight. I shouldn't have to be asking three times. All right. Number to call, 202-809-1199, 802-890-1199. We'll be taking your phone calls when we come back. And Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. On the next A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie, we're talking all things mental health and how helping others can help you. We all have moments where we have struggles, and on this week's show, our guests demonstrate how helping others can also help you. Why you should never stop giving and serving others on the next A Balanced Life here on Black Star Network. I'm Dr. Greg Carr. And coming up on the next Black Table, we're speaking with Dr. Lucius T. Outlaw Jr., master teacher and philosopher. He takes us on his journey to discover and celebrate Black philosophy. From my undergraduate years at Fisk all the way through my PhD, I was never in a philosophy class where I had a professor who was a person of African descent, nor a sign of text written by a person of African descent, ever. How he pushed back at those who said there was no such thing and got us all thinking about what it means to be black. That's on the next Black Table, exclusively on the Black Star Network. Hi, y'all doing? It's your favorite funny girl, Amanda Seals. Hi, I'm Anthony Brown from Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. What up, Lana Well, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> All right, to the phone lines, DeCarlo, you're on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. What's your question or comment? Roland, just had a couple quick questions. I'm, I'm wondering, like, with what's going on with us and the ethnic hate, hatred towards us, why is it that black people are so averge, uh, uh, averted from getting any kind of weapons to protect themselves? I mean, if they realize that the police aren't going to do it, but yet, I don't hear a lot of black people advocating for people to get protection first. And then secondly, I'm wondering when you're going to talk about this situation that, um, with this uh, retired federal officer up in Buffalo, New York, that was actually talking to the person, that, that animal that shot those people in Buffalo, and then afterwards, uh, I mean, before 30 minutes before, and then he had also recommended the guns for this man. Because, so that, because, because, because this one, on one, the second question... Uh, that has not been verified. That's that second part. Now, we see reports that we was possibly discussing that it's not been verified. And so, I don't report stuff until it's been verified. That's first. Uh, on, the sec on the second point, uh, Matt, uh, why don't you take that particular uh, issue that, and that question of uh, black people getting guns. Uh, again, if you look at a lot of these mass shootings, you can have guns, but if you're happening in school, you, you, that gun ain't helping you. Matt, well, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm not talking about it in school. I'm not talking about it in school, though. I'm talking about why is it, like, for residential, for, you know, personal, because those are the things that are going to protect us. Because remember, just like you had mentioned earlier with Tulsa, they had weapons to fight back, because if they didn't, it would have been even worse. So I don't understand why we as black people aren't telling our black people, look, get a permit, get yourself something and be able no, to protect there, no, yourself. No, no, no. Well, here's the deal. There are people who are doing that. You have seen uh, a, great, a great increase in black gun clubs uh, over the last uh, number of years. Those things are happening. Me personally, I have no interest in guns. Never. 
Like almost never in our house. So no, 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 no. I'm just simply, but I'm, I'm just simply explaining you. For me, uh, but Matt, go ahead and take that because you uh, saw uh, you want you want to comment on that. I was just gonna say I'm glad somebody asked this question because Rob Williams was advocated for this in the 1960s, telling black people to go get guns before he defected to Cuba because he became, uh, you know, a political pariah and people were out to get him. I mean, the point is there's precedent for that. Um, and there are a lot of people who would say that. In fact, a friend of mine from college has a booming business in Virginia where he teaches people how to not only arm themselves, but how to properly use weapons. So there are black people that are doing that. Now, I think the corollary question to that is what's going to be the societal response. And we already know the answer if black people in droves start arming themselves. I guarantee you gun, con gun control will come much faster and it will be much more robust when you have, you know, a large percentage of black people arming themselves. But, but to answer your question, there are a lot of people who already say that and who are already proponents of that. But what I do, what I do oh. want, if people are going to be out there and they're going to be getting guns, please, what cannot happen is what we saw the other day where a black woman was passing her purse across somebody, gun goes off, and shoots someone there. Folks have got to not, if you're going to go get guns, take classes, have gun safety. Uh, have uh, have locks in your homes that require your fingerprint or a code to actually uh, get your gun. Uh, I, I know there was it was a it was a, a prominent black photographer uh, in um, Detroit. Uh, her um, uh, her, uh, her first of all, her now deceased uh, husband. He was a, a big time UAW official, official. Was cleaning his gun. Guess what? Gun fires hits her. She almost got killed. Mm -hmm. So if people are going to get guns, practice gun safety. Because the stories, of, uh, the stories of children and adults being killed uh, by people mishandling guns or thinking that no bullets are in them. So here's the deal. If you're going to do it, be safe in doing it. That's what you got to do. I, uh, but I appreciate you saying that, but I wanted to say one last thing. Remember this, in 1680, they had the enslavement codes. But before they put that in place, the first thing they did is they said you couldn't have a weapon. Before they took away any kind of rights, the first thing they said for black people is you can't have a weapon. And the weapons back then were for hunting. That was to sustain yourself. So always remember, have a weapon because at some time they may come for it and you want to make sure that you have something. If that's if that's what that's you it. if that's what you desire, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so very much for your phone call. Let's go to uh, Frank, Frank from Chicago. Hey Frank, how you doing? You're on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Hey brother Roland, how you doing? From West Side of Chicago. Okay? All right. So I ain't from the suburbs now. I heard <laughs> your show. I listen every day. Hey brother brother Roland, you know what I'm saying? I'm ain't waste my time saying how great we are. Grateful for you and all your panels. But listen, um, if Joe Biden don't stop. I love the speech he gave yesterday. I was with it. And I'm glad he stopped pointing out the Republicans are blocking and they are do nothing. Roosevelt had the same problem. But what he did, he let the people know on a consistent basis that you got to get rid of this do nothing Congress. Okay? And they came out and gave him a clean sweep. Joe Biden got to stop being as weak as Jimmy Carter and start being as strong as President Roosevelt and get the turnout, I mean, from here to election time and get rid of these do-nothing Republicans out of these seats. He also needs to point out the Democrats, the two that are blocking us from going around the Republicans. I would love to have heard him do that. 
So my point, my question with you, Roland, you know what I'm saying, out of great respect is the way he rolled Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. And I stopped donating her behalf, but I didn't hold her right. Until you go on Roland Martin's show, I'm not donating no more on your behalf, Miss Pelosi. I still love you, but I donate annually and regularly every month. But what about Joe Biden himself, Roland, and Brother Roland, and, uh, and Kamala Harris? Because the stuff you laying out is great what you're laying out, and you can spot on. But how good is our messages getting to the top? Okay, President Obama went on. He did interviews on shows. Okay, uh, you having a hard time getting Joe Biden? I mean, just ride him or come out of Harris to come on your show, Roland, so we can talk to them because is our message isn't good enough to reach these people to reach the top? Yeah, uh, I, I, Kelly, I, th I think he makes. First of all, uh, thanks for your phone call. I appreciate it, Kelly. He, he, he makes a great point. Uh, the story that I read earlier today, it, it was quite interesting, Kelly, because. It said that, oh, uh, Biden had done a couple of interviews with uh, digital uh, creators in the last two months. Two? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. In two months, might want to do a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to uh, our conversation earlier about the Biden administration's communications team as a whole just going all in when it comes to communicating with the people. Like right now, it feels like they're resting on their laurels and kind of expecting people to understand and just know by osmosis or something that all the good work that they're doing. But if you're not out in the community by way of grassroots, digital, social, what have you, if you are not in people's faces with the information that you want people to know, we're not going to know it. And that's really what you're seeing out there in the marketplace right now. We don't know about the jobs, uh, the, the good news about jobs and the good news about what you're, you're doing with baby formula and trying to get things back to normal again. We know that gas prices are astronomically high. We know that I cannot afford groceries at the same rate that I did two months ago that I can today. I know that, you know, my paycheck is not going as far as it used to. Um, and there's no recourse for that um, from the Biden administration. At least that's what it's looking like in their communication scheme, right? So until they fix that, it is going to be a tough road to November as far as getting people, galvanizing people to the polls to make sure that this administration not only stays in, but they have the help that they need via Congress, because that's really the election base that we're we're worried about right now. We need a higher majority in both the Senate and the House in order to get anything done. Otherwise, we're going to keep having this issue until there's another president or another um, major crisis that will polarize the country yet again. All right, folks, let's go to Buffalo. Marty Davis is calling from Buffalo, New York. Marty, you're on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Good evening, Roland. Um, I just wanted to give you a perspective from a person that lives on the east side of Buffalo from right. about a mile from where the shooting happened. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give you some updates. First and foremost, thank you for the breakdown about the charges of Peyton Grendon. John Flynn came out yesterday. He was arraigned in court. And John Flynn came out yesterday, and he explained everything that he did, and you were 100% on the nose. He said that that one first-degree murder charge could have stuck for all of the shootings, but out of respect and dignity for each individual person, he named them all on the uh, arraignment. So that, that's the first thing. So that was a good thing. Um, also, with the uh, Chris Jacobs situation, you are 100% right with that. Uh, and now there's talk of Carl Palladino taking his seat, and he's Buffalo's version of Donald Trump. Yep. They're besties. So he said some awful stuff about the Obamas when they were in office and had to resign and, or step down from running for governor. So that's a real poo-poo show. And uh, the third thing I wanted to say to you, too, was, on May 25th, because I reinstated my subscription to the Buffalo News with the digital version, what hurt my heart and struck me was for the first time in my life, I saw laid out on the newspaper in the digital form, not just scrolling through with the articles, we had Uvalde, 
and the uh, funeral, uh, uh, a write-up about Lang Celestine Cheney to rest. Then they talked about how cops, even though, you know, the shooting happened and how the east side is struggling. The whole front page was about the two mass shootings. I've never seen them overlap in my life. That, that just broke me into pieces. So when I went to Twitter that day, every time a Republican tried to, oh, Joe Biden energy crisis, I hurried up and tweeted that front page to him. They didn't say a word. There you go. And, that, and, and that's how we have to respond every single time. Yeah. Marty, we appreciate it. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in Buffalo, but certainly give my thoughts uh, and prayers to all the folks there in Buffalo. Thank you very and, much. And also, okay. we've been trying. I mean, and just so you know, Marty, uh, we have been trying for the last two and a half, three weeks to get your mayor on the show. We've been we've been uh -huh. texting and emailing his communications director. He is not. Carol, has he responded one time? He has not responded one time. Not well, one. Well, you know, that, that that doesn't surprise me because remember when you had India Walton on the show yep. and she was like this up-and-comer? Well, guess who our mayor aligned himself with that got him back into office? They played dirty with her on so many levels. That, yeah. that was... I look at Mayor Brown, he's kind of Republican. Let's just put it this way. His soul is sold forever because of the stuff he pulled with her. The Palladino, they, they became buddies during that time. That's how he ended up getting back in. When have you ever known for ballots to be pre-stamped? Yep. You know what? So. I'll you know what? I'm just going to do this here right now. Hold on one second. See, I'm just, again... Mm -hmm. You know, I try to be as patient as I possibly can, uh, but mm -hmm. you know, but we we've sat here, and I'm talking about, and his name is Mike DeGeorge. He's the director of communications oh, yeah. uh, for the mayor. Uh huh. That, when I mm -hmm. say did, hasn't even responded, hasn't even responded. I mean, like we've te we've text, and uh, one of Reverend Jackson's um, uh, uh, one of his folks. Uh, uh, said the mayor wants to come on. We've been hitting Mike DeGeorge. So all y'all in Buffalo, uh, please uh, tell the mayor uh, that his director of communications is not responding to black-owned media, even when he says he wants to do it. So you know what? I will, I will tweet him right now. Not that he's going to listen to me. I didn't vote for him anyway because I had an issue with my garbage can. But I will um, tweet him right now and say, you know what? Uh, Mayor Brown, what's up? Roland trying to get in touch with you. Yes, and and, and, I, and feel free I, and say and say that he and his producer have email and text Mike DeGeorge for the last three weeks, and he hasn't responded one time. I'm on it right now. I will. I'll tweet him. I'll tweet you, and I'll tweet Mike DeGeorge and say, you know, what's up? Sounds good. Black media wants to talk. What, what, Black media wants to talk to Buffalo. I appreciate it. I'll do it right now, Roland. Good to talk to you. Bye thank bye. you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Uh, let's okay. see here. Uh, thank you so very much. Hey, YouTube, y'all got to be doing better. Hit the doggone like button, okay? We got 705. We should easily be at 1,000. I shouldn't be having to ask y'all to do this here. So uh, by, by the time I finish this next caller, damn it, we should have be over 1,000. Don't let me have to start cussing. Uh, Jay. Uh, Jay, how you doing? You on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Hey, Roland, great to be on, great to uh, hear you. I've been uh, watching you since 
you were on TV One, and I'm thankful for the pandemic in this way that I was able to get back with you with your um, channel here, and I'm glad to be on. Appreciate that. What's your comment? Uh, comment, uh, a couple things. Um, you know, the first thing is I'm a former Marine, and, you know, there's procedures and things that you follow uh, in, in certain situations. That incident, that um, commander in Uvalde, uh, he just needs to step down. I don't know as, as far as about, you know, prosecution, but I definitely stepping down. Uh, the situation in Buffalo with uh, the 911 uh, call dispatcher definitely should have been fired as soon as they heard that. It should have been no suspicion or administrative leave, whatever they call that. Um, so that those are the things. Now, as far as, you know, everybody getting guns, um, that's point number two. I don't know about everybody getting guns. I, I do. I, I, have, I, have, I have guns myself, but it's for self-defense. Um, and I think if, if you lean that way, you should do that. But I don't think everybody should, should get guns. There should definitely be some type of training uh, in, in getting guns. I don't think that, you know, AR-15s and things like that should be something that everybody should definitely get. As once again, our former Marine, um, most of those weapons are for mass destruction and, and war and battles and things like that. So, um, that's my personal view on that. And finally, um, I think really, uh, all the situation, of course, is a hard issue, is a sin issue, and I think you're doing a great job uh, rolling of, of speaking truth to power. And right there, what you got right there is the pulpit, and speak truth to power. Don't, I know you're going to be scared, so go ahead and do your thing, man. Love you, man. Do continue doing your job. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Uh, that is funny you call it uh, the, the pulpit. Uh, when, uh, you know, a few years ago, I had some folks who was, they, they were like, man, uh, I, I, you really should be in the pulpit. I'm like, no, nah, God told me I can speak to more people uh, in five minutes of radio than some preachers would preach to in an entire year. Uh, and so people have to understand uh, you use your gifting where you are. Uh, and so, uh, and, and matter of fact, I was, I was talking with Greg Carr last night, and, and, and I want, I, I, I'm about to completely blow some of y'all away because you need to rethink this. Literally, if you look at the number of people that we are talking to right now live, um, 95% of all churches in America don't speak to that many people on Sunday. See, now you need to understand the power and the impact of media. I'm going to take one more phone call before I go to a break. Uh, let's see here. Um, Victoria, Victoria, you're on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, Victoria, what's your comment? Yes, how you doing, Roland? Doing great. Good, good. I love your show. I love educating, hearing the education for our people. I, I was very disappointed concerning uh, Biden's speech last night. Okay. Uh, even, you know, um, because it, it wasn't enough power behind it. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't an urgency because it was too laid back and it was lackadaisical. Almost like it was just a nonchalant speech. I really feel that we need to be more involved in getting the weapons off the street, but also allowing our people to be educated because I'm a licensed carrier as well, but I'm, I've been trained to carry. So I truly believe that it does take somebody that is educated about their weapon and to understand that a weapon is not to be played with. So I just wanted to express my feeling, and I heard the young man say that he was impressed. I was not impressed. Maybe I'm by myself, but I, the speech just sounded just bland. 
Well, I, I'll say this here. Yeah. I'll say this. First of all, thanks for your phone call. Uh, here's the thing here uh, that uh, I think it's, it's, it's different. Uh, Kelly, Biden is a speaker who is about empathy in terms of how he speaks. It's not his natural... I mean, he's not going to speak like Obama. He's not going to speak like Clinton. He's not going to speak like... And so they're just simply different styles. That's just the nature of who, of who he is. Uh, what was missing, and I agree, that call to action. Uh, and what was interesting, I was reading a, I was reading a story uh, today, and it talked about how his White House is so careful when it comes to the Hatch Act that they don't want to run afoul of that. They, they even, and it's, and it's, and, and here, and I, and I text some other people and I said, look, y'all, part of the problem you're dealing with here, Republicans, they give a damn about the Hatch Act. They, they, they didn't care about politicking. Their whole deal is, we, we'll ignore that. And so, part of this deal is this, Democrats and Biden, they want to do things the right way, the proper way, how it should be done. And I'm like, look, you playing against some cats, they ain't playing by rules. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, it, it's unfortunate because I feel like Biden at his core, like as a person, he definitely has a lot more fire to him. But because we came from such a catastrophe of an administration being 45, his entire administration is really about rectifying all of that and reconciling all of that and restoring some semblance of balance and decorum to the White House, not just, you know, fixing America, but the, the reputation of the presidency was shattered in just four years. And I feel like the Biden administration as a whole feels like it's, it is their responsibility to try and repair that. And to an extent it is, but to a large extent it's not, because if our reputation is as strong as we portray it to the world, all of that isn't really necessary. You just need to do your job. And right now your job is to give us a call to action so that we can at least see you as president looking like you're doing something, not saying that you're not doing anything, but without a call to action, everything you do sounds passive and appears passive to the American people. So you're, you're right. The, the, the speech that I saw the couple, uh, last night, was, I think, yeah, last night, you know, it was very typical Biden, um, considering that we have a void of empathy for four or five years, it, it is still unfortunately refreshing to see a president who cares. But right now, not only do we need a president who cares, we need a president who has some fight in him. We need that scrappy boy from Scranton to get some things done, at least appear to get things done. Because right now it's it's the image that we need from our president. But right? Matt, here's the whole deal. Here's the whole deal, okay? Biden kept talking about after Trump, how the Republicans were going to... That is gone. So, we never hear the phrase, the loss of innocence. That, that America is gone. That is gone. There is no Republican Party of 1990 or 2000. There is no compassionate conservatism of President George W. Bush. It's gone. And it ain't coming back. <clears throat> It's not, nor is the adherence to any kind of value or moral system 
and I, I didn't get a chance to watch the speech last night, but I think Ms. Miles hit the nail on the head because I think the urgency that we hear from the president and that we hear from the powers that be has to be commensurate with the issue that we're facing. And even if that's his style, we're past the point of trying to communicate empathy. I mean, when 19 kids get murdered in a school tragically and the whole world watches it basically in real time, that's the time where you come out and you beat the bully pulpit. So, you know, we're at the point where we can't have the niceties anymore. And I know he was a senator for a million years and an erstwhile age. But in the current day, you need some you need fire and brimstone because that's what we're facing. We're facing a public health crisis where our our impotent Congress, to use your word, is not doing anything and is telling us they're not going to do anything, at least a good portion of them. So we're past the point. That's not America anymore. And the America now demands that you beat the bully pulpit and let us know what you're going to do to fix this problem that endangers us. It ain't coming back. Got to go to break. We come back. Uh, Education Matters segment. We'll still take more of your phone calls on the flip side as well. Uh, and so we're going to get to those. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Don't forget to download the Black Star Network app on all label platforms. Uh, we want to hit 50,000 downloads. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple, uh, and Apple TV, Android TV, uh, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And please, your resources make it possible for us to do what we do. We don't have millionaires and billionaires sending us money. Uh, and so trust me, uh, we survive on those one, five, ten, twenty, fifty dollars uh, y'all send in, and we appreciate every single dollar in doing so. Uh, send a check or money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037 0196. Cash App is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. On the next A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie, we're talking all things mental health and how helping others can help you. We all have moments where we have struggles, and on this week's show, our guests demonstrate how helping others can also help you. Why you should never stop giving and serving others on the next A Balanced Life here on Black Star Network. The blues formed the foundation of contemporary American music influencing African Americans' cultural and social lives. Geographically diverse incarnations of the blues arose in various regions including the Mississippi Delta, Memphis, Chicago, and Southern Texas. Country blues artists like Brian Lemon Jefferson and Charlie Patton are among the first of many popular singers who recorded their music at the beginning of the country blues genre. Virginia Liston, Ma Rainey, Bessie Smith, and Ethel Waters were instrumental in spreading the popularity of blues across the Southern U.S in the style of vaudeville blues. Blues is an ever-expensive genre of music that includes electric blues, Chicago blues, pre-war blues, jump blues, barrel house blues, and Texas blues, just to name a few. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. What's up, I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Just 26% of black men hold a college degree. 
my next guest, they want to actually change that. The group is called AMEN, the African American Male Education Network. Uh, they want to develop young men to ensure they are successful while attending California's community colleges. Dr. Edward Bush is a co-founder of AMEN. He joins me from Portland, Oregon. Uh, Doc, glad to have you here. First of all, how long has AMEN been around and how many uh, young men have gone through your program? Oh, it's, it's great to be on your show, Roland. Um, man, much respect to the work that you are doing. AMEN has been in existence to 2006. And we're really more than a program, right? We, we touch students at a variety of levels. So since our inception, we have touched thousands of African-American men who are navigating the California community college system on their way to going directly into the workforce or transferring to a four-year university. Uh, and so what exactly is your program? And so uh, is it a summer program? Is it all year round? Uh, so just explain exactly what is it? Yeah, great question. So we operate at three levels around a really simple idea of accountability and support. So on that first level, as college administrators who have ascended to a variety of levels of influence within the California community college system, the first thing we do is to hold ourselves accountable that in our various roles, that we make sure that we operate within the best interests of African-American students, faculty, administrators, and classified professionals. At the second level, we hold um, institutions, the colleges themselves, the system itself accountable to do right by African-American males, right? So we look at their data, um, we do professional development, um, we hold trainings for other community college presidents to make sure that the system that wrap around African-American men, whether or not they are engaged in our program or not, are able to walk onto that college campus and to feel the necessary support in order for them to be successful. Then at the third level, for the students in which our program touch, and we hold them to be accountable and then provide support. We hold them to be accountable to be excellent when they show up inside of the classroom, to make sure that they are ready and prepared to learn in spite of the conditions that surround them that perhaps suggest that they should not even be on a college campus. So with that, we do conferences that average over 1,000 students. I don't know if you recall, rolling in, I think, around 2015, you were one of our speakers, and you joined Angela Rye on, on oh, yeah. stage. Oh, yeah. Our conferences. If, you, if, we recall, if you recall that, we run a mentorship program um, where we touch um, hundreds of students that are paired up with African-American males in the community college system. And we have what's called our student charters, our men's student charters, that exists, exists at 26 institutions across the state. I'm happy to report that the governor uh, included us in the state budget for $1.1 million to increase the number of charters from 26 to 50 throughout the California community college system. And our charters average um, 30 students in each of our 26 charters. Uh, also, we have a study abroad program and we take an average of 10 students every year free of charge to the continent of Africa. Um, this July, we're taking a group of students to Kenya and Tanzania. So we operate um, with the express unapologetic intention of increasing outcomes for African-American students. And we do whatever we can through our scholarship and our work to make sure that that happens. Yeah, that was uh, actually 2018, because uh, okay. I was actually working on uh, MLK 50. 
yeah. and uh, folks in my office uh, kind of messed up <laughs> and uh, got the dates uh, screwed up. Uh, so what's gonna, what's gonna go in all of that? No, no, I you... got, it's all good. <laughs> but people need to understand there's accountability. Uh, that person don't work for me anymore. Uh, and so, uh, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm always trying to explain to folk why you gotta handle your business. Uh, therefore, you may have no business. Um, uh, you talked about, again, how we reach folks. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at Clemson University um, for their uh, Men of Color National Summit. And this was, I think this, this is the second time I've been there. Uh, the brother who created that program, uh, I, I, he, he used to be uh, in Akron. Uh, and I was there. Now he's gone to the University of Louisville, and he said, uh, don't be surprised if I call you again. And this particular conference, uh, I, I actually titled my speech, Just Us. And, and I built it around uh, the, uh, the new song of Pastor William Murphy. And, and what I said to them uh, gathered there, and folks, if y'all missed it, just go to our YouTube channel, go to Black Star Network. Uh, you, you, you don't want to miss uh, what I had to say in this 45-minute speech. And what I said is, hey, ain't no Calvary coming to save us. No. And so it's just us. It's going to take black men, Latino men, it's going to take men of color to actually deal with this uh, because the reality is this here. Black women are meeting. They're gathering. They're raising money. They're supporting. They're, they're going uh, to community colleges. They're going to four-year institutions. They're not waiting on anybody else. And so uh, programs like this are critically important for black men to say, we have to be the ones to reach other black men. Absolutely, Ronald. You talk about program, but you're also really talking about a, a type of leadership approach or a mindset that black men have to have. So the 16 board members of a men got together really fundamentally asking the question, if not us, then who? If not now, then when? And so we make sure that we push each other to be in position to best support black men in our institution. And we can't expect anyone else to do it unless we're willing to do it ourselves. So we show up to this work unapologetically, right, that black men who are in position of influence and power to make a difference for other black people has to be the norm and not the exception. And that if we're not taking up that mantra, or if we're not doing that work, then we don't need to be in those positions in the first place. We say this all the time, that in our positions, we're not there based on our own merit. We are there because someone paid the price, someone made the sacrifice. And the only thing that they want in return for that sacrifice is to make the situations and circumstances better for their babies and grandbabies and great-grandbabies. And the men is committed to doing that personally as board members, then from there, the work gets manifested or it emanates from that spirit of making sure that we repay that debt, starting with us holding ourselves accountable. Then we are able to place a level of expectation of excellence for every young man that we come in contact with. And Roland, these young men are thriving. Um, many of our students come to us formerly incarcerated, um, absent of having a high school degree, earning their GEDs while enrolled in community college, given the support and mentorship of someone telling them that they can be excellent and expect that for them, our students are transferring to UCLA, Berkeley. We have a student that just graduated for the uh, Harvard Divinity School uh, with honors, with his master's degree, right? These are the stories that are happening 
based on our work that we need people to hear, not to... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Um, shine light of them on the men, but for folks to know what is possible when black men step up to this responsibility and say, I got you. Questions from our uh, panel. Uh, Michael, I'll start with you. All right. Well, look, uh, Dr. Bush, this is great what you're doing, man. Um, I, I really appreciate this. So um, I just had two quick questions. One, I've done a lot of work with community colleges in the past. Uh, what are some of the majors or certificate programs um, that are very popular with uh, your students in this program? And then uh, also, how? what role does African history, African-American history play in trying to combat the negative stereotypical images 
that a lot of African-American uh, teenagers and, and young adults have that are projected to us by the media? How do you combat that as well? Um, California Community College is an open access institution. The California Community College is the largest system of post-secondary education in the nation at 1.8 million students. Pre-pandemic, it was 2.1 million students. And so with the fact that it's open access, students come to us um, for a lot of different educational goals. And so because of that, you will see students spread out through a variety of whether career technical education or general education, and our, and our students are across the board. Also, one of the things that is important to note and why community college is so central in terms of African-Americans have the ability to earn bachelor's degrees is that 75% of all African-American men that are enrolled in public post-secondary education in the state of California is enrolled in the California Community College. So if the California Community College fails to successfully educate African-American men, that means African-American men in the state of California would not go on to earn bachelor degrees. It is that, it is that, it is that critical. Um, California just recently in the K-12 education passed mandatory ethnic studies as a graduation requirement. Um, the CSU system has done the same. And because we are a transfer institution, the community colleges now are offering uh, ethnic studies as part of its graduation requirement. Um, that's a, an important step in the state of California that affirms learning about yourself. And in fact, learning about other cultures is essential, right? Uh, skill set that you need to function in a modern day society. For a man, cultural efficacy is everything. We put African, being African at the center of our work. That's why we're committed to taking our students to Africa. That's why we are co-sponsoring the All African Educators Summit in, in Cape Coast, Ghana, with the University of Cape Coast this, this, this September, because we believe that oftentimes the stereotypes that you that you mention of African-American men are projecting on us based right. on other folks defining who we are. So at the essence, we are helping black men create a real definition of who we are that's rooted in the legacy and the history that goes well before enslavement. Matt? Uh, yeah, Dr. Bush, I, I want to commend you as well, brother, on this program and what you're doing. I also have two quick questions. The first is I know that there's been some talk from this administration about making community college free. So while I commend you on the scholarships, my, my question is what, if any, plans for expansion do you have? Should that come to fruition with uh, community colleges be becoming free, number one? And the second thing is, um, as a black male who's been blessed to get an education, how do I volunteer with you even if I'm not in the state of California? Yeah, absolutely. So this is the work of 16 brothers. I'm just so blessed that they allow me to be the spokesperson uh, on this show today. So it's a collective, it's a collective work. So I applaud them for their effort because it comes with a great deal of sacrifice. Uh, we do this on top of our jobs of being college presidents, of being chancellors, uh, being counselors, deans, and vice and uh, vice presidents. Within California, you have to know that the community college system is basically free for, for the majority okay. of our of our students. And so, pre-pandemic, we see that we saw that result in um, enrollment growth. But now, since the pandemic, 
uh, African-American men are um, experiencing the largest decline in enrollment than any other subgroup. And so we have to talk about what is going to be the long-term impact of the declining enrollment of black men in the California community uh, college, college system. Um, if those who are interested in being a part of the, um, learning more about the organization, volunteering for that, go on to our website, a, the number two, mend.org. That's A2, mend.org. Uh, you will see information about volunteering. One of the things that we launched in this year is called the Statewide Student Mentorship Program. And we partner with a Black-owned software company called Mentoring and Match that is going to allow us to take mentoring at scale. What I mean by scale is that we have set a goal that every black male enrolled in the California community college system, if they want to have a mentor, they will be mentored. And so we need folks to go on. If you have a .edu email, um, you could sign up to be a mentor because literally there are thousands, thousands of black men enrolled in the California community college system. And so we need folks to go on, sign up to be a mentor. So when we launch, that there's mentors available for these black men who are navigating um, this system of education. Kelly. Yes. Um, can you just expound upon just how beneficial community college is, especially if you are, if you want to go to a four-year college, meaning not only is it cost efficient, but can you expound upon the fact that it actually builds experience so that you can have a better experience in a four-year college? Yeah, the community college system is a great tool for those who want to continue their education and to transfer to get a four-year degree. Um, one of the major benefits of community colleges is that it's close to your community, so you're going to save a tremendous amount of costs. Um, the fee structure is extremely low, so oftentimes students are able to complete two or three years without going into debt, which we know the student loan debt is a huge issue. Uh, students still have the ability, if there's if it's their goal, to get a bachelor's degree within from four, in the four years um, from whatever institution. That is still possible uh, to do that by starting their first two years within a community college system. But I also think it's important to say that the community college system has an enormous potential. But there's also some enormous problems that exist within the community college system. Um, and that's why a man exists. African-Americans, when you look at all of the major student outcome indicators, find themselves at the bottom of the numbers of the percentage of students who transfer, at the bottom of the number of students who graduate or receive certificates, often takes black students longer to earn a two-year degree, taking as long as four to six years for students to complete based on how the system is structured. They're less likely to encounter a faculty member that looks like them. So the community college has the potential to be a great tool. And many community college students have gone on to successfully navigate. But for black male students, it's often in spite of as opposed to because of. And even though I'm a college president, I do everything I can to make sure that our black students have the experience and support necessary to navigate. But I also would be disingenuous and say that the structure needs to be held accountable and that we have to look at the community college system and how they are treating African-American students the same way we monitor in the K-12 system. Um, all right, then. Well, look, uh, we certainly appreciate 
the work that y'all are doing uh, it is critically important. Uh, and so I look forward to being back on the West Coast, uh, talking to those young men, Dr. Edward Bush. If people want to know more, go learn more about the men, where should they go? Go to the website, a2men.org. That's A, the number two, M-E-N-D dot org. All right, then. Thanks All very right. much. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much. All right, folks, uh, when we come back, uh, some breaking news that we'll share with you um, uh, that we're just getting in, uh, and we'll share that as soon as we come back right here on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. I'm Dr. Greg Carr, and coming up on The Next Black Table, we're speaking with Dr. Lucius T. Outlaw Jr., master teacher and philosopher. He takes us on his journey to discover and celebrate black philosophy. From my undergraduate years at Fisk all the way through my PhD, I was never in a philosophy class where I had a professor who was a person of African descent, nor a sign text written by a person of African descent, ever. How he pushed back at those who said there was no such thing and got us all thinking about what it means to be black. That's on the next Black Table, exclusively on the Black Star Network. You know, he brought his own sound. So when, when you have an artist that creates his own sound, like Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie, you know, um, they come in, the, the Beatles, they create their own sound. He, he kept reinventing himself. He wasn't afraid to change instrumentations or not use drums or not use bass or use the limb machine or use real drums or use, you know, pots and pans. It didn't matter. It's just like he wasn't afraid to... The sound was different every time he did an album, completely different, you know? And the things that he wrote about, it was things that he felt he needed to speak about. So mm -hmm. a, a lot of honesty, you know, um, whether he would admit to it or not, mm -hmm. there was a lot of honesty and a lot of things that uh, were real to him. When he gave, he gave, you know? he. I think, for me, he is my favorite, my number one favorite guitar player in the world. Mm. He was. He played with, I mean, and especially, I loved time, me playing drums with him, he and I playing together. When I played drums, it was a whole nother thing. And I just think that he reached people in a way, as an artist, that he reached you because he was, again, honest in a way that he was, he even, he said it a million times, but he wasn't trying to write the next Purple Rain, that was already what it was. Right. I can write that, that was that one time, thing, right. but it's never gonna happen again, so why would I write that again? Then it's not special anymore. What's up, y'all? I'm Will Packer. I'm Chrisette Michelle. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, folks, we've got uh, some breaking news uh, to report that um, is actually uh, some sad news. Uh, the dean of the North Carolina Central uh, University uh, Law School, uh, Dr. Uh, Brown C. Lewis, uh, was found dead in her hotel room uh, Thursday uh, in Colorado. She was attending a conference uh, there. Uh, she was about to celebrate her second year anniversary there. Uh, this is the statement that came from the chancellor of North Carolina Central, Johnson uh, Akin, uh, Akin, 
Akinlay, um, he said her vision was clear from day one and leading the school is one that provides unique opportunities for diverse, talented future attorneys to be practice ready practitioners. Uh, you might recall she was here on Roland Martin Unfiltered uh, providing analysis when we were covering the Judge Katanji Brown Jackson uh, confirmation hearings. Uh, this is what uh, she had to say uh, when she was on the show. Thing about the pornography and, and, and the fact that she is being penalized for doing her job. Had she done something different, she'd have been penalized for not doing that. And I think she handled it with so much grace. She controlled her face. Because as black women, we speak not just with our voices, but with our faces, with our hands, especially our hands. And I think that she did a wonderful job of working within the system. You're right, recognizing that she couldn't say exactly what she thought. She couldn't show what she thought because she has an objective, and that's to get on the Supreme Court to maybe make a difference and maybe make things better for people who look like her. So I really appreciated her calmness, her posture, her temperament, and that she really did not go there with them. And she was polite, even when they were impolite. So I really, really appreciate that. But it goes to your point, what we're saying is, is that she's reacting to the world in which we still live, uh, where we're always on, on I always have to prove ourselves. I would have to be careful not to become that angry black woman um, to sustain and control our emotions in such a way. And, and not necessarily fair, but it was just what it is and what we are now. Uh, this was a uh, part of the statement that came from uh, the university chancellor um, based upon something that she wrote uh, in March of last year. The key value I want to imprint on the law school is overcoming the impossible through hard work, perseverance, and tenacity. Uh, it is important to overcome adversity and realize that you can accomplish any goal, even if you do it in bite-sized pieces. I'm one of 12 children from a family in a small country town in Louisiana. I grew up knowing that you have to persevere, overcome adversity, and keep pushing forward. Likewise, NCCU School of Law is one of only six HBCU law schools in the country. We're the underdog pushing forward. Uh, and this is uh, the image that they actually posted there uh, of Dean uh, Brown Lewis. I had an opportunity, Matt, when I was uh, traveling uh, through North Carolina, we were covering the primaries, I had an opportunity to drop by the law school to, uh, to act, drop by the school I was interviewing with some people and had the opportunity uh, to meet her, take a picture with her. That's why I got her business card and then we put her on the show. Uh, and because of the law, all the six HBCU law schools in the country, several uh, are led by uh, women. And again, it was uh, great having her on the show, um, giving her analysis uh, when she was on. And so it, it is uh, certainly uh, shocking uh, to hear of, of her passing. Uh, indeed, and I, you know, I send my condolences to all the students and faculty and everyone connected with NCCU. It is so important for me as a black lawyer, it was when I was in law school and even before then, to see luminaries like her um, at the helm of institutions and always giving of themselves and giving of their um, insight. So 
you know, this is a big loss. I didn't have the pleasure of knowing her, but I, I think something like 6% of attorneys in the country are, are Black people. Um, and I think a smaller percentage of that um, is, is Black men. Um, with that being said, you know, I really commend her efforts and I hope that NCCU, everyone connected to her, finds peace. Um, but I appreciate her efforts and appreciate her analysis uh, when she was here on the show. Uh, again, uh, the university has not provided uh, any uh, additional uh, details uh, with regards uh, to her passing. And so we certainly uh, will uh, provide um, uh, more of that, folks. Uh, when we find out, again, uh, the Dean of the North Carolina uh, Central University School uh, of Law, um, uh, Dr. Dean uh, Brown C. Lewis, uh, was found dead yesterday in her hotel room uh, in uh, Colorado, uh, where she was attending uh, a uh, legal conference. Uh, and uh, again, um, one of uh, several women uh, who, uh, you know, leading law schools uh, across the country. And so we will share more details about you and certainly our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the North Carolina Central Law School family as well as the university uh, at large. Uh, folks, uh, that is it for us. Um, I want to thank Kelly, Matt, and Michael as well. Uh, to the callers, uh, we're going to be doing uh, calls, more calls next week. So, sorry I cannot get to all of you, uh, but uh, certainly uh, news changes, and that's how it happens all the time in this business. So, again, thank you, Japan. Thank you so very much. Uh, let me also uh, thank the folks uh, who have been supporting us during this show. There are people who have actually been giving uh, while we uh, while we've been live on the air. Uh, and so I want to thank those folks uh, to do so. Uh, Daisy Mack, Victoria Miles, Anthony Mosley, uh, Tommy Williams, uh, Fayetta Sawyers, uh, let's see, Rendo Chambly. Um, and uh, let's see here, uh, there have been a couple of more I saw. I know I missed one of them. Uh, so I want to thank all of them for giving. Of course, every Friday we also uh, list our uh, donors to the show. Uh, there are more names that we are adding. Some of you, I've got some of your emails. So, so, some folks have sent checks. We're adding those names as well. If you do not see your name, please simply shoot us an email uh, at uh, info at rollinessmartin.com, and we will certainly add it to uh, that list. So thank you so very much for everybody for watching. Uh, I will see you on Monday right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, check out social media uh, this weekend. Uh, I'll be traveling to Las Vegas tomorrow. Anita Baker, of course, she's on her farewell concert tour. It's been going on for like three years. Uh, so uh, I'll be in Vegas uh, with uh, Miss Anita Baker tomorrow. So I'll be sharing uh, some images from her concert tomorrow. So I'll see you guys on Monday right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Holla!
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.